I am Jim Collison, and this is Gallup's Called the Coach, recorded on November 16th, 2022. Called the Coach is a resource for those who want to help others discover and use their strengths. We have Gallup experts and independent strengths coaches share tactics, insights, and strategies to help coaches maximize the talent of individuals, teams, and organizations around the world. If you're listening live and don't see the chat room, there's a link right above me to it. To take you there. We'd love your questions live during the program. Or if you have questions after the fact, you can always send us an email, coaching at gallop.com. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app or right there on YouTube. It's over in the corner over there. So you never miss an episode. Dr. Jacqueline Robinson is our host today. She works as a Gallup Learning and Development Consultant here with me at Gallup and is the host of season one and now season two of the Clifton Strengths podcast. Jacqueline, welcome back. Thank you. Hello. We are super excited today. Talk a little bit about how to coach with the new Clifton Strengths for Leaders report. And, uh, you know, together we'll kind of work through, we have a series of these coming out. So this won't be the be all end all. It'll be pretty close to it, but um, let's do a quick reset. Uh, we recently launched as of November 1st, 2022, we've, re- we've recently launched the Clifton Strengths for Leaders report available on the store, store.gallup.com available as a role-based report, but it fits in nicely with the Clifton Strengths for Managers and Clifton Strengths for Sales reports there. You and I have gotten some spend some time talking about that right on the new Clifton Strengths podcast um, that, is co- that is coming up. Jacqueline, when we think about the conversation of coaching around this report with leaders in particular, yes. let's do kind of a quick reset on that and mm-hmm. think about maybe these conversations we have as as we're coaching. In, and let's just get everybody in, in that frame of mind. I think that's a great idea. Um, and that first conversation is really focused on establishing the relationship. So if it's a, a leader you're coaching for the first time, building that trust and rapport, um, getting some insights. Maybe you are one of those coaches that has a client intake form that they fill out prior so you can get to know a little bit about them before you engage in that conversation. And then, of course, once they have their leadership report, helping them start to understand the strengths. Um, What surprises you? What resonates with you? What did you expect to see potentially? What's here that, you know, you want to discuss a little bit more deeply with me? So really helping them name what those talents are. And then that third conversation is helping them start to understand and appreciate their strengths. Now that we know about your talent themes, how do you see them showing up in your leadership role? And of course, last but not least, once they are able to really understand and appreciate the, the talents, how do we want to apply them for you? So that is where we start to invest in those talents more fruitfully. I think it's a good reminder just when we spend some time through our certification program, GGSC, mm-hmm. talking about these kind of four conversations, four understandings, four things to think about as you're coaching. I mm-hmm. thought it would have been a good one, especially on this one, to kind of reset with that and just think about it. We on the on right. season two of the Clifton Strengths podcast, we've been spending a little bit of time thinking about how this meshes with the Clifton Strengths for sales and Clifton Strengths for Manager. You've been doing some homework on that as we look at that in each episode. As you think broad overall, yes, and we think about uh, about how we could u- use those reports as well in this context. 
just give me some thoughts, just high level on yes. this before we dive into some really practical things on this. What are, what are your thoughts of blending using those reports together? I think it's so valuable because as leaders, they, they don't just um, focus on the culture and the mission of the organization, but they need to be thinking about who do I need to influence and get behind me, um, whether it's fellow leaders on their team, whether it's managers, whether it's employees, so that the messaging they're sending across is something everyone buys into. So the sales report is so fruitful in that regard. And then they also have a lot that they're managing on their plate. So what a great opportunity to lean into that manager report and start to think about how their talents can help them manage projects or people. Um, so we talk a lot about theme dynamics, but in this case, we have theme report dynamics that we're yeah. focusing on in season two. Yeah, the reports are kind of laid out very, very similar where we have how to be successful, some areas to look out for, some mm -hmm. that might hinder us, some some action items associated with those. As you think about those three areas and as we've been going through this in the, on the Clifton Strengths podcast side, mm -hmm. what do you find, again, before we dive into some real practical pieces, what do you, out of each one of those sections, what do you, as we're digging into this, what are you finding mm -hmm. helpful in those? I like that it has opportunities for them to stop and think. And if anyone's seen the, the sales report and manager report, um, you know there's this piece where we talk about application on one of the pages and then it goes into some reflective thoughts for them to really consider, yeah, how do I apply this particular talent when I want others to remember me? Um, or how do I apply this particular talent when it comes to the great work I see performers on my team doing. So dependent on the theme, um, what I love is we ask a couple of self-reflective questions and there's a box for them to take notes of how they can apply that theme in a way that's going to, to allow them to invest in it. Mm. Beyond just the, the list that we typically have, our bullet point and list of ways that you can continue to, to invest and act on the talent. I like that it's just, it's cerebral in a mm -hmm. sense as well. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. too much information is, I mean, it's, we're not mm -hmm. talking about, you know, a, a, a novel. Overload. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a very, I, I know as I've been working through it, especially uh, for me in the action items in of the four action items that are there really kind of picking maybe one of those to think about yes. during a week, right. What to spend some time on. I told you on the program, I'm going to be spending some time in maximizer Yes, it's, it's probably my least, I, I talk about it all the time, but it's probably my least understood from, That's from my standpoint and taking those three reports and synthesizing them together. Yes. Displayed in the context of, for me, the practical application is how do I lead this community? Right. That's how do right. I, right. And it, it allows me that's maybe a preamble to these five. We have five ways to use this report uh, in, in your coaching. But for me, maybe that's the preamble is how am I going to specifically? So thinking through the lens of this community, how do mm -hmm. I apply those action items from all three of those reports, particularly thinking about the leadership report? Because I have so much. What would you, is it, anything else you'd encourage me? If you were going to coach me for a second thinking, Okay, in the in with thinking about this community, my role, you know what I do here. Mm -hmm. And any any coaching you would give me on that as I'm going through that process. Oh, that's good. Well, I love that you already had um, a scenario in mind of where you could apply the leadership report. And mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought that up because 
there might be folks on the on the call or listening in that uh that coach and it's not just leaders but everyone is leading something they might be leading their family they might be a leader in their community um outside of just an organization so first and foremost i'm glad that we already have that scenario in mind for you but then um also in relation to the community i'd be really curious and coach you about how do you see these leadership talents sh showing up for you for the good where have you seen some successes based on maximizer in the coaching community. We've certainly seen it as you start to even place some of these channels um, on YouTube where it's it's categorized. It's really efficient. Um, so if you're from a different country, as an example, and we have these call to coaches in foreign languages, there's that channel full of that foreign language that people can go to. Mm -hmm. So just an example that automatically came to mind, but um, really helping you think about where you're seeing some benefits to maximize or some successes. And then as we're looking through your hindrances, where have you seen some of those potentially show up? And now let's talk about, okay, how do you want to regulate that? Mm -hmm. um, and then I really appreciated what you said about selecting one action item, because I'm also a stickler on having folks read through the action items and selecting one or two that they feel they could you know, put into place in the here and now or have as a six month longer term goal versus trying to check the box on all of them all at once where it just becomes yeah. diluted. I like that. That backs me off a little bit because the same thing I'm focusing on maximizer wants to get them like, I want to get mm -hmm. them all done, <laughs> get through. Yeah. How do I get them all done? Great at all of them <laughs> right now. Right. And yes. so it's, a, it's, a, it's even backing that down a little bit to be like, yes. yeah, you know, I'm going to work on, work on one of these a month or, focus on it, put a sticky note up on my monitor, whatever I decide yes. to do. I, I know for me, communication high, talking about them often is one of those things that works for me. How do I bring them into mm. different conversations? Because uh, people give me great insight on that. Um, Amy asked mm. a good question. I think it comes at a good time. Uh, you know, of course, we had a we have a book, Strengths-Based Leadership. It has a code in it uh, that yes. produces a Strengths-Based Leadership report, focuses on the four needs of followers. Those, that's not going anywhere. That's still content. That's still very valuable, very important. And and because we produced a new leaders report doesn't yes. mean it, that followers still don't have needs. They do. It's been a really, really common question. And it's like, does this, does it replace it? No, no, no. We still have followers that need that. We're, this is new additional content around leading. And, um, and the four needs of followers is still a very important, very mm -hmm. valid concept and should be addressed as well for those who've purchased strengths-based leadership or the Clifton Strengths for Leaders report. Now in the resources tab in the strengths dashboard, you'll see all that report uh, for all 34 that's in there. All that material that had been in the strengths-based leadership has now moved to a single report for you to look at um, as we sunset those reports here towards the end of 2023, uh, that resource is available for you. So don't hear us say that there's a this is a replacement. This is an add-on too. We still need to continue. And it's very important. The work we did in that book and the work we did around needs of followers, still very, very valid and very, very important. Jacqueline, would you add anything to that before we dive into some real practical tips? Um, I just appreciate that you also hammered home how how much we're going to continue to to lean into the four needs of followers and how we still coach on that really frequently with um, leaders and managers. And even in our season two that we're starting to work through, we, um, we've been infusing the four needs into some of those 
talents that we've been talking about as well. So okay, it it will be here. We're good. <laughs> uh, uh, perfect. Um, let's dive into some. We've got five. We want to look at kind mm-hmm. of five ways to coach uh, with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's look. And I think one we talk about a, a little bit. We've been talking about more in the last year or two but especially in a conjunction with a 360, right? This mm-hmm. may be a report that we could bring in. Talk a little bit about how we could use this with a 360. Yes. Um, so if you are developing a, a senior leader, um, it's not uncommon that they might be taking Clifton Strain. So you've got this leadership report and they also have a 360 that they've taken through their company. So it's an opportune time to coach them through their Clifton Strain's report help them name, claim, and aim what those talents are, and then incorporate the 360. So as they're looking at the positive verbatims that have come from folks in their organization, where are they seeing that connected to their talent themes? And then when it comes to, let's look at some of these barriers or opportunities that have been expressed by those that are in your organization. Um, Where are you seeing some of those hindrances as a result of your talent themes? And I will share having used the um, having used Clifton Strengths with 360s. When you coach on Clifton Strengths first, and then you infuse the 360 into it, it makes a lot more sense to them, and it's a lot more accepting. They can accept it without necessarily having their defenses up because they've already gone through the helps and hinders of their talent themes. And as they're reading open verbatims, or they're seeing, you know, some of those competencies scored as higher or lower they're already starting to connect their dots in their mind. And then they're actually more ready to move towards action faster in terms of, okay, how do we continue to maximize what I'm doing? Great. How do we build on what I need the support with? So really great use of the leadership report to integrate it with the 360. How how do we think we've got this board of directors uh, activity, Mm -hmm. right? Um, practically speaking, and there's some, there was some questions around uh, using, you know, managers and leaders and things mm-hmm. overlap. Um, also, Dora talks a little bit about distinguishing between the two. And then we add in, in a 360 context, we, mo- yep. we may be both a leader and a manager yes. in this setting, right? Can you talk a little bit as we distinguish between the two? I have an answer as yes. well, but I want to hear from you. How, how do we distinguish between the two, you think? Yes, I automatically had a visual in my mind too as we were talking. But as a leader, um, we might often just naturally be thinking of executives, C-suite, those that are managing both the board, balancing the mission and purpose, creating that company culture. But they also have, uh, to your point, Jim, folks that they're managing, whether that is the senior VPs because they're executive VPs or whether it's managers those managers or those senior VPs are still going to have the same expectations that that leader might be, you know, putting forth on them. Go out, have these one-on-one conversations, develop your people, help create clarity on their goals and expectations, um, make sure that they feel cared about, valued, and have the sense of belonging on the team. And so that's all great that managers are doing that with employees, but Leaders also have to do that with managers. And so that's where the manager report can really support them too of, oh yeah, um, I do have to manage people. I do have to manage projects. So this can really help me get in the mindset of ways that I can do that even better. Leadership sales report, great for thinking about strategic impact, the influence um, that they have on the organization, 
um, the communication they have with their board of directors, if they have one, um, how to, you know, create more effective and influential relationships mm -hmm. across the line, et cetera. Yeah. What would you say? What would you add to that? Well, I've been saying this a lot. I sound a little bit like a broken record over the last couple of weeks as we've rolled this out. It's hard to take someone someplace you've never been before. And so mm. I'd encourage you as a coach, make sure you have your own leadership or your own leader report, your own manager report so that you, you, you know, there's so much crossover in it. There may be some time when you want to focus on, on the leadership or the leader or leadership aspect of it. And, um, and, and so it'd be appropriate there. It may be where it's, it's time to look at the manager or it's time to look at both. You know, mm -hmm. I've been really hesitant to prescribe a single, like this is when, and this is when, cause life just isn't that way at all. There's yeah. net right. And they, they kind of blend. And so I think, you know, you know who you're coaching or who, you know, who you're working with better than anybody. But mm -hmm. you've got to kind of have have dug into those reports for yourself and know what's in there and how that helped you and how you can lead others. I, I, one of the mm -hmm. reasons why I'm excited about the series, because I've been diving into all three of them as we've been spending some time it's doing this. Yeah. Yeah. No, very, very valuable. So um, don't don't be too prescriptive on that because there is this crossover. Those circles cross over, right? At times, mm -hmm. and and don't get too hung up on the tech on the the terminology of it. Uh, oh no, you're managing that. Well, no, you're leading. Well, okay, it what matters is the results, right? What matters is the success on that. What are you having? If you you know if you got a leader and you're using manager report and it's working, keep going with it. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I just think to your point, this 360 is a great opportunity depending to bring one, two, or all three of those reports in for the individual and have mm -hmm. a lot of great information to help coach them with in that setting yeah. and add that to the feedback that they're getting from those that maybe they, that they manage. And then those above them that are managing them in those roles. I don't know. Any other thoughts on yes. that? Yes. That's a good call because with a lot of those three sixties, they'll have um, competencies listed and there might be one competency that's related to just their ability to build relationships and manage mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. that manager report might be most fundamental there there might be other aspects where it's about you know um their own vps reporting back on how well they share a vision or communicate across a vision maybe the leadership report's going to be better yeah um yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. i like that we can really just kind of play around with them yeah. Yeah. It's not a perfect, it's not a perfect system. Right. And that in, in use the tool and, you know, sometimes I use a crescent wrench to put a nail in. So just, mm -hmm. I, that's, I shouldn't, shouldn't do that. That's a bad <laughs> use of that tool. Um, okay. So we talked about in, for an individual in a 360 setting, what about teams of, of leaders? And I think this yes. group gets forgotten yes. about the most, right? Yes. We do this team building on teams. We sometimes do it at the executive level, but the middle managers. What about them? Let's talk a little bit about that. Yes. Um, and this might speak to a lot of you all too. So whether it is your um, managers that are, let's say, well, still leaders. So let's say they're, de they're department leads or they're SVPs, even if they're executive vice presidents, um, they often do get overlooked because a lot of times they're just, you know, pushing down and encouraging policies, but they might not have that 
that system in place where they can really start to understand and appreciate each other. So the leadership report could be a really good way for leaders to come together in a room with you, maybe a team workshop setting. How are we seeing our skills show up? Um, oh, I'm seeing some some ways that I can use these to benefit you all as a group more. I can see that this is a watch out for. I've actually received that feedback for you. Now I have a name for where it's coming from. It's my relator. Um, so this will allow leaders to be able to understand and appreciate each other better. Um, and of course, you can also use this for, like I mentioned, they might not be executive vice presidents and senior vice presidents. It could be, or C-suite. Um, it might be, you know, your department leaders or division leaders that would be doing this. But we know at Gallup, if they are all, and this is all something that you all have likely seen too, but once they're aligned and they're communicating and cross-collaborating and they have this trust and rapport and friendship, then that trickles down and their teams are much more aligned um, and work much better together. Hmm. So that's another way that you could use this leadership report. How important do you think pairing this with that I bring, I need exercise that we have sometimes yes. with leadership teams? Again, we do this with with oftentimes functional teams, but yes. among leaders who may not be together all the time, but depend on each other for various roles in the organizations, pairing that together and then using the mm -hmm. report to say, hey, from a leadership perspective, I bring this, but in some of the other areas, I need these things. How, how, how important could so that fruitful. be taking it to that level, do you think? That would be so fruitful. Um, I'm just thinking on that a little more, it's especially because what we're seeing a lot now, if there's global leaders, they're just spread in different countries, they might not be connecting as much, but their functions certainly talk to each other, so to speak. They need each other in order to create a, a successful and productive company, but they might not have these opportunities where they come together and start to share out, mm -hmm. bring and need. Um, yeah. So I think it's just so important. Yeah. Oh I'm, gosh. I'm... Go ahead. Yeah. It also just made me think about we're in the middle of engagement season, uh, folks. So we're a lot of folks are doing their employee engagement surveys. And one thing I always remind leadership when we're reporting out on, you know, really the lived experiences of what their employees might be going through. Um, your managers are going to be more engaged, 39% more, percent, uh, more engaged if you are, but you don't really have anyone that's there to support you and give you these one-on-one -on -one conversations. So you really need to lean on each other for engagement and well-being. And this could be one of those ways yeah. of building those relationships. I, I might even recommend coaching through having teams or having leaders on teams doing one-on-one -on -one quick connects and doing that. Yes. I bring, I need conversation. It's just part of the first 10 like minutes that. of that prepare them for it to be super easy based mm -hmm. on your report. What do you, what do you bring in to this team, to this leadership mm -hmm. team? What do you need out of this team? And then have that conversation of how they could partner together to be able to do those. Right. It's a 15 minute yes. conversation that you could get teams doing on their own and mm -hmm. uh, in a great way, um, a great way to coach them. Um, uh, Connie said, uh, Jim, is that to imply that leadership teams are dysfunctional? Uh, I wouldn't say that in that word, but we know they're very disengaged. <laughs> like they, the, the, those management teams are the least engaged out of a lot of the data that we get uh, uh, with our engagement data. And so we just know they're struggling. And, and I think there's a, 
there's a way to help them dig out. They feel mm-hmm. alone. They feel on an island. They feel like it's they, yeah. they're getting hammered from both sides. And I think as a coach, if you want to make a difference in an organization, that's the best place to start. I'm just going to say mm-hmm. it. I, I think it's a certainly we need executive buy-in, right? All those other things about building a strengths-based um, organization. Okay, uh, number three, let's talk about, and I love this idea when we think about leadership development, right? What? Yes. How could we use this in a, to, to take younger leaders and, and make them better? Oh. The word succession. Love the word succession. I don't know if we think about it enough sometimes, but this could be a great tool for succession planning. So those high potential managers that leadership has their eyes on um, could take the leadership report. And then most organizations have competencies or skills that are required as you, you know, move up um, from individual contributor to manager to leader. So they could really be looking at the leadership report and thinking about the skills and or competencies required for leadership and start to cultivate cultivate those now um, with their talents in mind, leaning into those with intention. Um, And this could also happen, sometimes succession planning isn't, you know, so set in stone where that's what you're actually calling it out to these high potential managers. So in that regard, even the folks that are on learning and development teams Um, or in those talent selection teams that work internally with their folks. If you're running programs for folks to um, build their leadership development skills, again, this is one of those really effective ways that you could support their leadership development and help them start to gain awareness of how they're showing up. And then you could infuse those skills or competencies that they would need to move ahead to help them start to exercise that. Mm. Yeah, I like the idea of building, building these competencies, right? Mm-hmm. And then bringing the report in, bringing the content in. But more than just the content and the reports is the conversations that goes on around that, right? Mm-hmm. Then being able to measure that growth, being able to yes. measure that development in this. Am I making steps this way? Again, another one where both the manager and the leader report may be super beneficial in building these programs. Yes. Growing future leadership, right? Yes, exactly. On the flip side of that, number four, as we think about struggling leaders, as we think about yeah. those who are who, who are who still have opportunity. Let's let's put it that way. They still have opportunity. <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> how we might how might we use We're that? Maximize in, that. Right. How might we use that? Yeah. So if there's some underperforming leaders um, this could be a good way to continue to engage them in a way where we're, we're maximizing what it is that we see they are doing well. And we're using the leadership report to help them see those areas of opportunity that they need to cultivate further. Um, and I always think of using a report as a safer way because a lot of times they'll see the strengths that we're calling out. They'll see the hindrances that we're calling out. And oftentimes they've already heard about those barriers mm-hmm. or those hindrances. And so they can go, oh, I have heard that. Now I see where it's coming from. It makes sense. And so oftentimes they're already coming to that level of self-awareness before you have to directly say, hey, this is a problem or this has been a problem. Um, And then you can really just continue to guide that conversation and coach them up. Don has, I I remember watching Don Clifton in a video where uh, he, he, he kind of alludes to the fact of someone bringing up something that somebody else is doing wrong. 
mm-hmm. and how we kind of think that by that might be new material for them. And he he, he kind of says they already know, right? <laughs> yeah. They already know. Most you, have that self awareness. <laughs> you're just bringing it to their attention. I mean, you're just yeah. embarrassing yourself in the in the process of doing that. But I think you know there's a there's a great opportunity in this to help lead to those conversations to. Mm-hmm. uncover that to bring it out right to mm-hmm. mo- most i think most folks know i mean i, I mm-hmm. you know we we just need a framework right to kind of a safe place we need yes. to you know we're using that term psychological safety in this right yeah in, in way listen psychological safety way more than that just this conversation but when we think about our own performance in that being able to be in a safe spot to say to my to my manager yeah, you know, I'm not as great at that as 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 I yes. as I want to be, and there's then there's really two ways. One is it just I, I I'm not taking advantage of the talent that I currently have to do it, mm-hmm. or am I not? Do I not have it? And should I? We should we find other ways to get that yes. done? Yes, right. Because it could yes. be one. It could be either or. In that case, I think sometimes we approach the strengths as like, oh no, I already have it, and you're like, well, you have the potential. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? Has it been cultivated? Yes. Yeah. Have you brought that out? Have you practiced it? This skill of yeah. podcasting that I do, this, I mean, I go back and listen to my, some stuff from 10 years ago. I'm, I'm better. At least I hope I'm better today than I was 10 years ago because of 10 million hours, 10,000 hours of practice. Right. So yes, I think a great opportunity to, to let the framework bring out those conversations about where you're struggling. Yes. Right? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. And sometimes they're they're just like we see from individual contributor to manager role, manager to leader. Sometimes they're just not even aware of the way that they're showing up or the way they need to show up because they haven't been in that position before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this can also support those underperforming leaders in a way where it doesn't feel like we're necessarily picking on them. This is an opportunity for development and growth. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, right on. Uh, number five, and this is an area, a specialty area for you. And number five, as we yes. think about entrepreneurs, how could we use this in a setting or how from a coaching perspective of mm-hmm. coaching entrepreneurs? This is fun because some of you might be working with startups or you're coaching those entrepreneurs or solopreneurs. Um, and they still need to be thinking about their leadership style and the way they're showing up because you might have entrepreneurs or solopreneurs that need to get buy-in and they need to be able to um, influence and communicate across the direction they want to go with investors, or they might need to start hiring employees. And so they need to start taking um, more of an interest in investment in, okay, I'm going to be a leader, not just to myself now, but to others. So how do I want to show up? Um, And then another thing I was thinking about here is just to build connections or to hire contractors how am I showing up as a leader? Because that's going to also impact who wants to work with me, whether it's a contract employee or someone that is just um, a mentor or an expert, et cetera. Do they trust me as a leader in the vision that I'm, I, I want to go with this company? Hmm. So another well, different way that you could use this report for sure. Yeah. What do you think the unique needs in, you know, listen, the word entrepreneur can mean a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we use it in the context of a startup. And mm-hmm. so small teams, lots of people trying to do multiple functions in a role, small 
organizations have some of the same and similar pressures that large organizations do when you mm-hmm. think about payroll, <laughs> when you think about HR functions, when you think about right all the things they have to do, d- development, not just of people, but of product, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what do you think in, in those kinds of settings uniquely as we think about entrepreneurs as leaders, where do you think this gives the bang, the biggest bang for the buck for them? Ooh, the entrepreneurs as leaders, as leaders. Yeah. With that relationship piece, um, the work that, that Gallup has done on entrepreneurs, we recognize that one of the key talents that these successful entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs have in building, growing and sustaining a business is relationships. That's one of the 10 that we just see as a super theme across the board. And so, by thinking about the leadership report from the um, aspect of relationships that you just brought up, whether it's a small startup or a, a significant company, how are they going to, how are they going to um, have lasting relationships? What are the themes that they're using to create those lasting relationships, especially as they take it one step further and start thinking about the relationship with the customers? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the vision or the influence I'm creating for my team? or my organization so that they recognize we want, I mean, oftentimes long-term customer commitment and growth. Mm-hmm. And so what are the themes I can use so that people can start to recognize in my organization or in my sphere of influence, the value I place on relationships? Yeah. Yeah. I, you, you alluded to this. I like this, you know, I think for, for leaders who are entrepreneurs, there's this vision of what the future could be. Mm-hmm. Right? We, we, we spend a lot of time dreaming about getting to a spot of self-sustaining or mm-hmm. getting to a spot of success and what that strategic future l- looks like, right? And yes. so I think there's some opportunity, especially coaching on this, not just for the leaders, but coaching these leaders yes. to be able to say, how do we use what you have to help us cast the vision whether that's in an architect role, whether yes. that's in a sales role, right? Whether that's in a implementation role, what are those roles yes. that you fit? And then what are you missing or what, yes. what, what, could, what could you, you know, what could you be missing in there? Yes. So I like, I like to think of it that way. Anything else you'd add to that? That's a great way of, of, of putting it. Um, even if you have those entrepreneurs, as I'm thinking that want to sell off a business, um, if you're not exhibiting those trusted leadership skills, are they going to want to take a business that they don't know? They might not want to take a business that has kind of been run into the ground because there's no trust or rapport or vision. And so circling back to your point, I think there's a lot of value no matter what type of entrepreneur you are, um, regardless of industry team, et cetera. It can be so valuable to start thinking about, yeah, how am I sharing my vision? How am I building relationships, et cetera. Yeah, I love it. Five ways, five ways for you to look at this. We'll have more content for you around this. Yes. As, as I mentioned in future sessions, uh, um, uh, Jackie's joining us. Jeremy Petrosini is going to join us. Robert Gapsa is going to be on here and, and joining us talking about this, um, how to use this. So lots of great learning material coming up. A couple questions. Um, uh, uh, Lauren asked, as a, as a nonprofit oh. healthcare, right, we can only afford one. Which one do we recommend? Manager report or leader report for the lower quartile. Uh, they just closed their engagement survey. 
Um, I got a few thoughts, but uh, Jacqueline, any thoughts on that as we think about if you could pick one? And we've looked at all three of these. Uh-huh, or, we have. Or the two in question here, right? Your thoughts on that? Oh, if you had to pick and choose, I think I'd, I'd be wondering what's the population that would be receiving the reports? Because if it is more um, people manager, mid-manager, the manager report probably is going to be most fruitful because it's going to help them think about how do I people manage? How do I project manage? Um, if it's managers or leaders and it's related to influencing um, the employees, building trust and rapport with the employees, helping to communicate across the larger message because that's been lost and maybe employees don't know where are we heading in the future, the leadership report might be more helpful because it, mm-hmm. it can help, I think, guide the North Star and have everyone be a leader for this is where I want to move us. And so managers, they have to lead their teams and move them in the in the direction towards the North Star. So I think it, it kind of depends on the problem too, but hopefully I set that up where you can you can hear regardless of the problem it is, there's one that could be most beneficial. Yeah. And listen, the importance in these reports is the conversations that go along with them. Yeah. Uh, listen, there's too. great content, great material, right? Uh, that, that's available there. But Lauren, don't, don't forget, like this is an exercise uh, of not handing the reports and they're fixed. And, and you know this, right? But, mm-hmm. but really the conversations that go along with it. It's, I think it's hard for us not knowing the organization, not knowing the problems to really make a good recommendation. Mm-hmm. Lauren, you, you might think about uh, starting as a pilot on this. So pick up for, the, for some managers, pick up a handful of the manager reports and do some coaching internally with that and see, see how you like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do a, a B group, that'd be the A group. Do a B group, an A, no, do a B group. There we go. <laughs> on the, confused myself there for a second. Uh, on the on the uh, the the leaders report and do some yeah. coaching on that and and see how it works for the organization. You may uncover some unique needs uh, that are in there and mm-hmm. give you a good opportunity. Of course, it all starts with you in a lot of mm-hmm. I, I would say you, you're you're the pilot and uh, and see if you can um, you know get access to those reports for you and then be able to kind of work through and say yeah here's kind of some of the information that's available. Um, in them and how we, we how we could think about them. Ultimately, right the the the, the I hate to put the responsibility on you, but coach coaches, it's on you. Like the vision you have, wh- how you understand the organization, the coaching, the time you have available to work, that the, those kinds of things. Reading just reading the reports will certainly give a lift, but uh, we want to give you some great ways to get in there and uh, and get coaching and get coaching mm-hmm. um, with them. So. Little pilot. Uh, it seems like I hit a sweet spot on that one. Um, so great opportunity to, to, to give a pilot a try and see how that goes. Jacqueline, would you add anything to that? Oh, by the way, while we're, we're kind of wrapping up here, but I'll take a few questions from the chat room if you have them. But any, any thoughts on any additional mm-hmm. thoughts on that, Jacqueline? Yeah, I think um, what Lisa and Trish had said earlier, maybe it's it's up to the individual to decide which one they feel might be of of most value, but even Lauren, what you were sharing earlier, if you do have the opportunity to buy um, either or, or both your idea of, of providing the leader report for the roll-ups and the manager report for those that, that have direct reports is a great way of just employing the report and, and working through it. But that conversation, um, as Jim said, as Lisa was saying, that's where they'll, they'll derive a lot of value. I don't think you could go wrong with either one. Um, 
the leadership report, I think, is just framed in a way that's more high-level, expansive, future-focused. The manager report is framed in a way that helps you think about people managing, project managing, um, present moment oftentimes is the way I think Mm -hmm. about that. Yeah, by all means, don't get too overwhelmed by all of it. You know, that's always the juxtaposition in this is we want to provide great resources for everybody, but then it's like, there's too many resources. And so the, the, you know, the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. And so take a step that direction and, and let's kind of see where it goes. We of course love your feedback on that. We've gotten so much great feedback on the manager report Mm -hmm. um, that was out there. Just people using that and using it. Well, Um, we've even gotten some good feedback already on the leader report. And, uh, and so, yeah, no, just like to continue to hear, uh, you know, to hear from you on that. And like Holly says, never Never too many resources, right? Individualize, uh, individualize, individualize. That is the good thing about all these resources. It just depends on your, it just depends on your, your top five, right? You might love all (laughs) of the options. You might not, right? Uh, Consistency uh, might be like, give me some standardization. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and George, we'll wrap it on this. George says, you know, 34 reports, yes. sales report, manager report, leader report, BP 10, uh, which is still available out there. Um, uh, what a toolkit, right. To stimulate self-awareness mm-hmm. conversation, implementation of all, of all steps. And, uh, he is a hundred percent, right. It's yes. all out there. Get familiar with that and make sure you're familiar with it for yourself as well. I have just found great benefit and I'm learning a ton off of the, the time we're spending together recording the season two of the Clifton oh, Strengths so podcast, right? Yes. Um, uh, just a great opportunity to dig in is that. And we're hoping a tool as we publish these here starting uh, the 1st of January, I think it's going to be the 9th, but uh, mm-hmm. early, I'll say early January 2023, another tool you can give coaches or individuals, you can give those that you're working with to be able to get mm-hmm. uh, get a jump start on those themes, something to listen to. So uh, pretty great. Jacqueline, anything else before I wrap it? it? That's great. I think it's a good call out that the the season is happening. So if any of you are curious about how you can start to um, use these reports in a theme report dynamic type of way, yeah. um, we're calling those out. So we can help you synthesize how to use them if you have one person using all three or maybe just a couple of those, but we'll help synthesize um, how they can, they can interact together and play together. Lots of things happening here. And we'll we'll ask you to stay close as we produce all this content for you. And uh, the easiest way to do that is go to gallup.eventbrite, E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E, eventbrite.com, create an account, follow us. You get a notification whenever I uh, publish anything new and a list of everything that's out there. Uh, including the December 20th mega episode. Mega episode. I just like saying mega episode. Mega episode. With that, we'll remind everyone to take full advantage of all the resources we do have available out at uh, out on Gallup Access. Head out to gallup.com slash Clifton Strengths. Uh, sign in with your account. Upper left-hand corner is menu. Choose resources and have fun. If you have input, we'll see you in, in a couple years. For we'll coaching. <laughs> Just come up for air every once in a while, right? For coaching, master coaching, or to become a Gallup Certified Strengths Coach, uh, send us an email, coachingagallup.com. You'll want to join us for the 2023 Cliff uh, Gallup at Work Summit. I want to say Clifton Strengths. There'll be a lot of Clifton <laughs> Strengths know. there. 
Gallup at Work. I don't know how I said Gallup at Work like a thousand times. Uh, Gallupatwork.com. Everything we know right now is posted there. So head out there. And, uh, and we'd love to have you join us, both virtual and in-person options available this year. We're excited to be able to provide both. And if you want to find us anywhere social, just search Clifton Strengths. We want to thank you for joining us today and for hanging out. Uh, for those that are listening live, maybe a smidge of a post show. With that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.